Welcome to Couch Buddies. I'm Kia. And I'm Michelle. And we're coming at you with just a a regular run-of-the-mill rom-com. We're talking yeah. about Letters to Juliet. Letters to Juliet was a 2010 film. Stars Amanda Seyfried, Christopher Egan, Gail Garcia Bernal, uh, Vanessa Redgrave, Franco Nero, Oliver Platt has a cameo. <laughs> I Yeah, I'd completely forgotten that. I did too. Uh, it was directed by Gary Winnick, uh, who also did Bride Wars, 13 Going on 30. This was the last movie he made before he died. Mm-hmm. Um, I knew that, yeah. He had brain cancer and he got pneumonia, so complications is just mm-hmm. all of a bad thing. Uh, it was written by Jose Rivera, who also has written on the new Penny Dreadful, which was recently canceled. But uh, And he also created the show Erie, Indiana. Nice. I knew you'd appreciate that. I do appreciate um, that. Tim Sullivan was the other writer. He hasn't done a lot. The the what the like most recent thing he done was a movie called The Von Trapp Family: A Life of Music. And I'm frightened. It's, it's like a yeah, it's like what you would think. But I think it started like Matthew McFadden. So I'm sorry. I think I'd have to look that up to be sure. But I think that's what it was. Okay, I want to just stop the podcast, and this is all we're going to talk about now. <laughs> look it up now. Make sure I'm right. <laughs> Um, because it's been it was it was a, early yesterday that I looked at this. Yeah. Uh, well, while you're looking yeah. that up, I'm going to go ahead and give the description. An American woman on vacation in Italy finds an unanswered letter to Juliet, one of thousands of misses missives left at the fictional lovers' Verona courtyard, which are typically answered by the secretaries of Juliet. And then she goes on a quest to find the lovers referenced in the letter. Yes, um, that was right. It stars Matthew McFadden, uh, Eliza Bennett. Rosemary Harris. I don't know any of those people except for Matthew McFadden, but okay. I think I've heard Eliza Bennett's name. But anyway, yeah, I've heard so of yeah, Eliza Bennett, he yeah. he co-wrote that too. <laughs> so yeah, Marron. Um, it has an IMDb score of six point five out of ten. Rotten that Tomatoes. Surprises. Rotten me. Tomatoes is forty one percent. Okay, that's better. Um, now my thing in this movie is Franco Nero and Vanessa Redgrave. Yes. Because they previously starred together in the show Camel, the movie Camelot from 1966, yeah, the movie Camelot. which I have feelings about, and <laughs> I can go into those a different day. They just shouldn't take it so seriously. But they starred as Lancelot and Guinevere. They had a child together in 1969. Yeah. They broke up. They got back together in 1996 and got married in 2006 and are still together. Yes. I love that mm-hmm. so much. A little bit of paralleling with the movie, not a lot, but a little. Yeah. Which is which is really fun. Um, I just love it. Like that, I want to watch that love story. Like <laughs> that's just like, insane. Because Vanessa Redgrave is incredible. She comes. A, oh my well, god. Well, and she's there are five generations of actors in her family because yeah. her grandfather was a was an actor. Grandmother yeah. was an actor. Uh, her parents were actors. She and her sister mm-hmm. and her I think her brother as well. Yes, her brother too. Yeah. Um, and then her daughters, obviously yeah. Natasha, uh, her, Natasha and, and Jolie. Jolie, and then her grandsons. Because mm-hmm. uh, Liam Neeson and Tasha Richardson's son yeah. acts, and I forgot the other one. I think it's Jolie Richardson's son. But yeah, like so that's that's crazy. Like if we had royalty for act, acting, like, royalty that yeah. would be them. <laughs> like, Pretty much. Well, I mean, yeah, it would be. I mean, I think that that tops even like the Barrymores. Yeah. Pretty. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I think so. It's especially like in America, it's the it's the Barrymores and the Houstons. Yeah. Like, but yeah, I think the Redgraves have yeah. that beat. It's crazy. Um, I, I'm. I will gush throughout this movie about how much I love Vanessa Redgrave. Yes. And, and, and her daughters. Like I, and this was done right after Natasha died, which man, I remember that that yeah. was, that was a devastating. I remember day. it's going to sound so weird. I remember Liam Neeson being on the view afterwards yeah. and he was wrecked. Yes. Like 
that was the love of his life. Uh-huh. <laughs> that was like that, like it, oh, it broke me. Oh yeah. Well, I've I didn't see Natasha in a ton of things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I've I've seen I've seen Jolie in mm-hmm. so like go going back to like Jim Henson's The Storyteller. Mm-hmm. She's in the the Three Ravens episode that I love. Mm-hmm. She's the princess. And uh, but yeah, it's just. I have never seen something with Vanessa Redgrave in it that I didn't, that I didn't love. Um, and now for the life of me, I could have, I could have told you like five seconds ago, but there was a movie that she did that had, it was, it was Hugh Dancy and Meryl Streep and. Oh, oh, I can see the cover of the movie. It's like Twilight or something. It's no. not, but it's not Twilight, but it's like the, oh man. It's going to drive me, but Oh God! Evening. Yes. I was like, I knew it had something to do with a time of evening. Yes. And I was like, wait, time Thank of evening, you. evening. But yes. I like. It's I, a great I re- movie. I remember watching yeah. that movie in college and just like, well, it doesn't Jolie play young. No, no, it's it's uh, Claire Danes. Claire Danes, right? Plays, yeah, Claire Danes. I was thinking her daughter played her young one for some reason. I don't know no, why I it's that. um Mamie Gummer, which is Meryl Streep's daughter. Plays. That's what it is. Yeah. I knew it was one of them. It was in there somewhere. Yeah. yeah. It's. Like it's an incredible movie, mm-hmm. and I, my God, I never, I never get over that movie. It's really good. It's, it's, but I, everything Vanessa Redgrave has done, like I, I have always loved her. She's incredible. Now, the other people in this movie, I, I really like Amanda Seyfried. I, okay, I really like Amanda Seyfried. I think in this movie, she was still a little like, like creaky at the edges. That's fair, I guess. There, I think it's funny that she does play Sophie in this and in Mamma Mia. Mm-hmm. So she's played Sophie in three movies that take place in a foreign country. What's the third one? Mamma Mia, one and oh, two. Mama, okay, I was like... One and two. My, Sequels. Kid. Yeah, see, I count that as just one thing. That's fair. That's fair. Um, but I just thought it was funny. Like, I was like, it, it was easy for me to remember Sophie <laughs> as yeah. the character name. Because I messed up on some of the others, but it was really easy to remember I, Sophie. Okay, I'll put it this way. I don't, my problem probably is not so much with Amanda Seyfried as it is, I think, the writing in this movie is kind of Oh, yeah, clunky. the dialogue's not great. It's a little clunky. And there's a couple of good good lines. There, but there's a couple of good spots. Some of them are not written by the writer. Some of them are written by Franco Nero, who, yeah. who apparently submitted pages upon getting the role. Mm-hmm. Because Vanessa Redgrave recommended him for the role. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if Vanessa Redgrave says he gets the part and he's her husband, then I think he gets the yeah. part. But they, um, now I will say they spent four months filming this in, in Italy. And I'm like, well, okay, four months in Italy. I don't care how good the movie is. I'd be in it. Yeah. Well, because <laughs> I've seen that I had seen this movie once and I saw mm-hmm. it in the theaters. And, and it's. Because I don't know, like, I, I kind of stopped having an interest in going to see rom-coms. Yeah. Around about, like, college. Yeah. I think, I, I think, like, the last, I mean, like, Ella Enchanted doesn't entirely count, because we mainly went to see that for Anne Hathaway. Yeah. Um, But I think probably in college, uh, I mean, Mamma Mia might count, but, uh, oh, God, what was it? I mean, Hitch. There we go. Mm-hmm. I was like, there was there was a specific rom com that we went to see, um, went to see that in college. But before, like before that, mainly if I saw like a, a romance movie, it was because I went with my cousin, um, my cousin Jamie and I, which Jamie's about eighteen months older than me, and so she 
she and I would kind of hang around and, and do stuff together mm-hmm. like when I was like right out of high school and um and when uh when I moved back home after college because her um at the time her husband was in was in the military and so he was overseas in Iraq and so basically it was just kind of us like she and mm-hmm. I we were both living with our moms and not like didn't have a whole lot going on and we would occasionally like go to the movies and typically it was some kind of rom-com or family Mm -hmm. film or whatever and the this is one of several movies that we went to see i didn't i remember not hating this one as much as some other ones that she dragged me to (laughs) um because yeah the other because this is the thing she was an army wife and so never knew when her husband would be able to call her and on more than one occasion he called while we were in a movie so she basically had to just like jump up and run outside and be able to talk to him for a little while never knowing how long she'd get to be on the phone with him and so there were on more than one occasion i was just abandoned in a theater (laughs) watching a movie i had no interest in this one i didn't mind so much compared compared to the other ones which i'm sure we will talk about those other ones someday and like my vitriol knows no end for those <laughs> um but this yeah rewatching it i, I think I christopher mean, egan is a bit weak of an actor okay it was uh, and i know this this comes down to the fact that i mainstream like i like i'm mainline British television like there's no tomorrow uh-huh. and so when like there's all this stuff of him talking about being from London and I just kept thinking I'm like that 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 accent is just off and so I thought okay maybe he's from like further north and, and then just, he works works and lives in London that's what yeah I it's like yeah. it's like okay so maybe it but like even then I couldn't pinpoint it to any other like diet like region of the UK and then I, it drove me crazy enough that I was like, I, where the fuck is this dude from? And he's from Australia. And I was like, that makes so but much more sense. why would you sense. get an Australian to play your British? There's so many British actors that don't have work. It doesn't make any sense. Wait, and especially like in, you know, in 2010, I'm trying to think yeah. of like who, like who would have been around at that time. There'd been a lot. Pretty much everybody's still around now. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. It's weird. I, but. It just. Yeah, it's like there were so many, so many people you could have gotten to play this. I mean, he's fine, and he's. But, I think he's a little weak, like I, compared like, to some of the other people. I mean, yeah, I think he's weak. He and Vanessa Redgrave really have a good chemistry, though. They I will do say that. Um, and that's and it it because again, I haven't seen this movie in ten years. Um, he there were times I kept thinking he's like he reminds me of somebody, but I can't think of who. And it finally occurred to me, I'm like, okay, he's like a knockoff Ryan Phillippe. Yeah, I see that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> with with a barely passable British accent. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's just, I don't know. So the movie starts, we've got... Sophie's a fact checker for the Wall Street Journal. New York. Not, not Wall Street the, Journal. The New, Yorker. New Yorker. I wrote, like, I wrote New, Yorker. New Yorker and said New Wall Yorker. Street. <laughs> New Yorker magazine. Like, I literally have New Yorker, and I was reading it, and I said, anyway. Yeah. So, yeah, so she's a fact checker for the New Yorker, but she really wants to be a writer. We of see course. her fact checking to find out if the the famous World War II VE the, the, the sailor kissing, kissing the nurse the, in Times Square. Was staged a real. Uh, which, it was real, but how, like, I have a nitpicky point of. I knew you would. Of the, sorry, I, 
I we literally just talked about this like we were, yeah. like two seconds before we started recording that like my pedantry is going to be the death of me. <laughs> and what it, the fact is, yeah, that photo wasn't staged, but it also was not like a gesture of true love. Those people were absolute strangers. Yes, yeah. It yeah, was yeah. like a swept up in the moment kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. They, so I was like, that okay. I was like. I, I kind of have issues with your fact checking now. But. Well, but all she was doing was making sure it wasn't staged. Yes. That was the like that. that I guess, but, her job. but yeah, but declaring um, to her boss, they're like, oh yeah, it was this yeah like declaration of true love or however it was she phrased it up yeah. like that. Mm-mm, no, but she and her her editor the editor is Oliver Platt. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> he literally has like four minutes in this movie and still yay because Oliver Platt. Um, but so she, she and her husband, she's going on vacation, not husband. She and her fiance, Victor, are going on a pre-wedding honeymoon because his, Victor has a restaurant opening in six weeks. So they're not going to have time to go on an actual honeymoon after their wedding. Mm -hmm. So they're going on a pre-wedding honeymoon. Yeah. To Verona. And he goes, great, city of love. And I went, ah, (laughs) that's Paris, but okay, I'll let it go because Verona, Romeo and Juliet, I see what we're doing here. But it is not technically what people refer to as the city of love. Yeah. But anyway, so they go to Verona, or she goes to meet Victor at his restaurant, and he's got all the noodles. And it becomes very obvious very quickly that Victor's passion is in his restaurant and in in, in making it a success mm-hmm. and not necessarily prioritizing Sophie or listening to Sophie. Yeah. And that's a big problem. That oh. being said, I think he's a good guy. I, yeah. He just has some work-life balance problems. <laughs> and some, the, and I don't think that they're truly in love with each other. I think they care about each other, but I don't I think th- they're truly I in love with each other. I think it's one of those things like they did love each other and now it's just kind of they're together out of convenience. Out of convenience, yeah. Yeah. Um, but so, and Victor's turning their romantic trip into, you know, a business trip because they're going to, like, they like, get they get to Verona. Yeah, and he, he spends his yeah. time meeting with suppliers. He's like, oh, no, vendors. no, babe, it'll be a romantic trip. We're going to the, the oldest vineyard. We'll have some wine. We'll get a little tipsy and we'll come back here. And and then it winds up being they go to the vineyard. Then they go to the, the cheese. They then go they to t- some olive oil. Yeah, and, like, they just yeah, go to all these places and she's basically ignored at all of them. Yeah. And so finally, like he he wants to go to where they're they're looking they're hunting truffles, and she's had enough. She's like, I'm not driving 120 kilometers for a mushroom. mushroom. Don't call it a mushroom. And I had a hard flashback <laughs> to Leverage, to the truffle episode of Leverage. <laughs> like Elliot would not be pleased if you calling <laughs> this a mushroom. But That's true. but she's like, you go, you know, hunt truffles, and I'm gonna go do my thing. I'm gonna go sightsee by mm-hmm. myself. Because it's obvious you don't want to, said under her breath. Mm-hmm. <laughs> not quite. Not that said in between the lines there. Yeah, it's the because he's about prioritizing it, what he wants and not what she wants. And it, this is the thing. I, to, like, I have not been in a relationship in a very long time. However, I'm like, I. It's perfectly normal and perfectly healthy for couples to each have mm-hmm. their own interests that the other one doesn't yes. care about like i i get that yes like however like you should at least like take some notice of the thing like it wouldn't be a big deal if this wasn't their honeymoon yeah this is supposed to be their honeymoon trip yeah so other than that i'm completely with you but yeah because yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> 
but yeah, but yeah like for- your honeymoon trip is supposed to be something about the two of you bonding and trying stuff the other one likes. And yeah, I mean, I got my husband to go to Disney World and he mm-hmm. does not do Disney. So yeah. So yeah, it's, it's just one of those, like, this but, is a little it's, weird. Yeah, it's, it's, but I don't, I don't think that, you know, every couple like needs to be attached at the hip 24 seven. Cause that's just, that's not healthy generally. That's just weird. Um, but yeah, but at the same time, like you should want to spend some time together. Yeah. Like, and at least, like, at least, you know, there, there should, there should be a, um, like a compromise of like. I have like zero interest in this thing that you were talking about, but I am so happy that you love it. And I will like, listen to you talk about how much you love it, which is basically what Sophie is doing. Yeah. She's just to, listening like, to, to him to a point. And well, then he it's won't just, listen to her ever. Yeah, he, yeah. He never listens to her. That, which is the, I think where Sophie's biggest frustration and comes in. He listens just enough to be able to turn it back on her later. And I wanted to kick him in the teeth. Well, and it, it I, I will we'll get there because I think that was a please don't leave me moment. That was a that was a it's not what you think moment. But so we'll get there. But yeah, so she goes and starts exploring Verona on her own while he goes to hunt truffles. Mm-hmm. And she gets to the balcony of Juliet where women leave. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's yeah, the women leave lo- not love letters. Women leave letters to Juliet asking for help with their their own love problems, basically. Yes. And she's there long enough that she sees a woman come down and collect all the letters into a basket. And so she, out of curiosity, because she's a writer and she's always looking for something that's interesting, uh, follows this lady, <laughs> stalks this lady. She, she yes. follows this lady literally into, like, through her family's restaurant, the lady's family's restaurant, up the stairs and into a private office. And where it's the Secretaries of Juliet, which in actuality is called the Juliet Club. Yeah. Because this is based on a true organization. Yeah. Um, that does there, do there was this. yeah there there's a nonfiction book that this is yeah. that this is kind of based on the the story and of the movie not necessarily but the the actual like idea behind it mm-hmm. so they and what they do is they all write letters they each woman there's like five women and four more women four, four women, women and each one has their speciality mm-hmm. you know one has been married for 51 years one has a lot of children and grandchildren one is a nurse so she deals with like the bereavement mm-hmm. and stuff like that and then the heartbreaking ones are the left to the the main uh lady isabel I believe isabel, her name. yeah and so and sophie is just fascinated with this I whole mean, yeah. idea and so, i would be too yeah so they're like well you can spend the afternoon with us kind of thing like that they're they're really cool about her being there and and they invite her to stay for dinner. And she's like, well, no, I have, my fiance is going to be back at the hotel. Because at first, uh, Isabel's mother is a little bit, pe- little bit, yeah. a little bit ticked off that, that Sophie's not staying for dinner because that is just rude. She's like, well, no, my fiance is waiting. And then immediately the entire. Like, oh, you have a man. Um, but also, like, the, the woman who's been married for 51 years has some of the best, like, one-off lines. Oh, my God. Because, uh, like, she's, that's, uh, she says, uh, where is it? I have it written down. H- husbands are. Husbands are like fine wine, take time to mature. <laughs> yeah, it's like yes. And like later on, they they say something about what's better, what's worse than a man, and that woman responds with two men, men. in Italian, <laughs> which is great. But yeah, so they send her off with dessert for her and her fiance for Sophie and Victor, mm-hmm. and she gets up to the room, and Victor is just like a light with talking about everything that's happened and oh yeah and he's not listening just, to her he's like just ebullient and then he goes okay now how was your day and so she's on the bed and she starts to tell him and he starts smelling he, the he desserts. gets distracted by the dessert and like while she's talking he just he 
rips open this bag and takes out this pastry and just it like he almost goes like orgasmic over it and it's just amazing yeah and just completely like derails everything so she's trying to say and he wants to know where where it came from so she takes him back to the restaurant and she hangs out with isabel and the girls and he comes out there i guess the next day he comes out there and goes angelina is going to teach me how to cook she's gonna give me all of her secrets her risotto recipe has been passed down to her family through 300 300 years years. so i think it'd be a really good idea if i stayed to learn this i mean don't you you could just stay here and hang out with him what he says is he's like it's like just say no and i won't do it i mean i'm dying to do it but i won't I'm like, you, oh, you fucker. Yeah. And he's like, you, you're you really interested in this thing. You can go hang out with him and do your thing and I'll stay here. And Sophie's kind of like, oh, okay. Cause she had talked earlier about, she wanted to go to the opera. She wanted to go all these different places. Well, yeah, Cause she, she wanted to go to Lake Garda. Lake and, Garda. And, yeah. That's what and so, supposed to do that so day. she said, she's like, okay, so no Lake Garda today. And she's kind of disappointed. And he's like, and he goes, well, I, and he tells her, I mean, Lake Garda has been there for like 500,000 years. And right now Angelina's offered to help me. And I really think I should take it. Yeah. Yeah. So she stays and, and she gets to go upstairs and she's going to help the ladies write letters. Yeah. And she helps them take them down and she finds a letter well, that's – go ahead. Well, I was going to say it's – because what did it – first she and Isabella are dropping off letters that have already been written. Yeah. They're they're putting them in the, in oh, the post. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. And, and so Isabella is asking about Sophie and Victor and apparently they've been engaged for almost a year and you notice – You've noticed during this time, like Sophie, neither like Sophie doesn't have a ring of any kind, mm-hmm. and and so Isabella asks, you know, may I ask why you don't wear an engagement ring? And Sophie's answer, it's it's like he was too busy, basically. Yeah, yeah, I know so, he's too busy, so I'm fine with not having a yeah, ring. Yeah, Sophie says, you know, that that's me. I insisted. He was just so busy, you know, this whole restaurant and everything. I guess it felt unnecessary. I have so many problems with that, though, because, like, okay, it's fine if you don't want a ring. I have no That's problem absolute, with that. That's absolutely, like, fine, yeah. Yeah, I have no problem with that. But the fact that you didn't want it because you didn't want to bother him, basically. Yeah. That is a problem. <laughs> yes. Like, if he did, you've been engaged almost a year, and he hasn't found time in that amount of time to go buy you a ring. Yeah. When it's obvious that you want one. It all, like, it literally makes me wonder, like, how the whole, like, proposal came about. Yeah, it was like, we should get married. Yeah, we should. Okay. But I'm going to be really busy with the restaurant. So, Yeah. It just—it's yeah. crazy. Um, but yeah, it's after this that they go back to the courtyard, and, yeah. and Sophie Sophie finds the hidden letter. Yeah, Sophie finds a letter that's fifty years old from a woman named Claire, mm-hmm. who we find out was like sixteen, fifteen, 15. at the time. That's really young, but it's about Juliet, so <laughs> makes sense. Yeah. Um. So she she wrote a letter that said I didn't go to Lorenzo. Yeah, um, I, I have I have the letter. Because so, Sophie reads it to the Yeah, to the so, Sophie reads it out loud. I didn't go to him, Juliet. I didn't go to Lorenzo. His eyes were so full of trust. I promised I'd meet him to run away together because my parents don't approve. But instead, I left him waiting for me below our tree, waiting and wondering where I was. I'm in Verona now, but I returned to London in the morning, and I'm so afraid. Please, Juliet, tell me what I should do. My heart is breaking, and I have no one else to turn to but Claire. And all the ladies are like, wow, you have to end of it. And it's like, what happened? And you have two of the ladies like spitball. Like the ladies are spitballing ideas of what happened. <laughs> oh, she went back to London and she married a Duke and like never wanted for anything. Yes. And... But every night when the Duke makes love to her, she thinks of Lorenzo. Like, yeah. You have, or, or she and Lorenzo did get married and they had a lot of children. And yeah, and, you know, you have like the, this really fun. And, Everybody but, coming up with their own family. But Sophie goes, I have to. I, I have to respond to this letter. Like yeah. something inside of her is calling her to respond to this letter. Yeah. So she spends all day on this one letter. 
which is a good thing that, you know, there are four other ladies writing letters because you can't spend all day on one letter. But she spends all day on this letter and she, she you know, gets it ready to send off and she goes back to her hotel room mm-hmm. and Victor is there and he's very excitedly talking about the fact that there's going to be a wine auction in Livorno. Yeah. But it's very exclusive and he doesn't think he can get two tickets and, and you know, would that be okay? Like if you say it's not okay, he can try to get two tickets and you go together, but he doesn't think he can. And she's like, you know what? Just go. I'll, I'll stay yeah. here. It'll be fine. Like I understand. He goes, it'll be two days max. And you see him leaving. And yeah. then some time goes by because it says, because less than a week later, mm-hmm. um, that's when a Charlie shows up. Yeah. In the, this, this Englishman, this Englishman shows up in the, in the office and goes, who sent this letter to my grandmother? And Sophie's like, yeah. oh my gosh, I, I did. Um, this <laughs> is so great. <laughs> Didn't expect I, to. I, yeah, I, I have some of the dialogue. He's, he's like, oh, great. You know, basically, you know, he, when he finds out that she did it, so he's like, that was a very thoughtful letter. Now, what were you thinking? Yeah. Well, I was thinking that she deserved an answer 50 years ago, maybe not now. I'm sorry. I didn't know the true love had an expiration date. True love. Are you joking? Could you have imagined what would have happened if she hadn't seen sense? Yeah, you wouldn't be here. And that would be an upside. <laughs> yeah. It. Uh, they immediately fall into this. And like, I see what the writer was going for here. Like they're going for this, like, we hate each other. Yeah, because um, bantery type relationship. Yeah, because because when you know when she said you know that like you wouldn't be here and that would be an upside, he kind of scoffs. He's like, "What are you, some lonely American girl who has to live vicariously through others?" And she's like, "I'm not lonely. I'm engaged." Well, my condolences to the groom. It and then he walks out and she follows him, and she finds out Sophie is here or not Sophie, Sophie. Claire is here, and she's like, "Well, I want to meet her," and he's like, uh, "That's not happening." Yeah. And then he storms off, and because she's Sophie, and we've already established this, she follows him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and there is, you know, Vanessa Redgrave playing Claire, waiting in the, the in the, the courtyard, the, yeah, Juliet's courtyard. Juliet, though, yeah. And Sophie comes in and says, "Your grandson wanted us to meet." And I love her responses. How uncharacteristically kind, kind of, of you! you. <laughs> <laughs> how uncharacteristically generous of you to do that. Oh, to there... think about that. Oh man, yeah, those two, and and there's an immediate like spark between Claire and Sophie. Like they have this immediate yeah. like bosom buddies, kindred spirits moment. And but yeah, I I just I love like how how Claire is with Charlie because it's like uh-huh. like Grand don't play. Uh-huh. <laughs> she nope. She will knock you down to Nana, size, my man. Nana will will not have any of his, oh, yeah. his stupidness. So she goes, well, how about we have a, a glass of wine? He goes, Charlie's like, no, you know, I think we should turn. I think turning in early is a better idea. She goes, okay, darling, will you have fun? Good night. Yeah. And she, she's like, no, do you know where we can go get oh, some she, wine? She is a woman who knows her own and, mind. And so they go to the cafe. It's right, right yeah. beneath the, the Secretary of Juliet. And they're, all of the secretaries are out there talking to Claire. And I do love the moment when they're talking about how Englishmen are cold fish. And, I have, and he yeah. goes, who do you think? Yeah, I have Yeah, because yeah, she, um, the, you know, because the, they're all sitting around. And like, he is the only dude at, at a table full of. You know, full of passionate Italian women and Sophie and Claire. Yeah. <laughs> and, and so, you know, so they're, they're t- like the plan is is that, you know, Claire, you know, she, she's telling them, you know, she's telling them the story of her and Lorenzo and how she got scared and she ran away and, you know, but she, now she wants to tell him she's sorry for being such a coward. And, and so she's going to have Charlie drive her 
to the farm where Lorenzo lived. And, and so it's during all of it that ba- Charlie's just like, oh, for fuck's sake. You know, he yeah. just, and he's like, and, I'm not, I'm a realist. Yeah. <laughs> and so, and this, this is when, you know, the, the ladies accuse him, you know, like of him not being romantic because he's an Englishman. Englishman because cold as fish. Because Englishmen are cold as fish. And I love, he, he's like, who, it's like, well, then who was it who wrote Romeo and Juliet? Williamo Shakespeareli, a great Italian. And it's, the whole table erupts. It's one of my favorite moments in the whole so movie. Funny. Um, and then, so that Claire and and uh, Charlie are going are heading back to their hotel. Yeah. And Sophie follows them and goes, "Can I come along?" And she's like, "And to be upfront, like I I want to write your story. Like mm-hmm. I find it." And he's like, "Oh, so you're a journalist? You're just after grand story?" Yeah. And, and he's like, or she she's like. I think it's a story that deserves to be told. Yeah. Like that. It's not just, it, it, yes, it's good for her career. It might be good for her career, but also it's a story she believes in. Mm-hmm. And Claire just smiles and says, of course you can come along. Like, that mm-hmm. would be great. That'd yeah. be lovely. And so the next, and, and Charlie's just like, no, no. <laughs> like you just see the, no. <laughs> yeah. So the next day they are driving to the farm and it's, it's a little bit outside. Of, it's quite a bit outside of town. Yeah, they're in Siena. Yeah. And she's emailing, uh, Sophie's Victor emailing Victor on, on like her Blackberry, Blackberry and and he respond he's responded or emailed her before and he's going to be gone a few more days anyway. Mm-hmm. So she's like, okay, so she's kind of but she does I love that it shows that they're keeping in contact just not the way you would expect. But yeah, she's not and, just like running off into the hills with But people. yeah, but it, it's once again yeah. she's telling him what she's doing and his response is is just a like, oh, this happened at the auction. Like, gotta go. Love you. And and yeah. once again, it's it's not that he's dismissive. He's disinterested. Yes. Yeah. That's that's the word. And because we'll get to that. That there's yeah, there's stuff later. <laughs> Put but, a pin um, in that. We're coming back to it. But yeah, so that's who I am. Oh yeah. Um, so they go to find Lorenzo at this on the and on the way they stop. Yeah. And they're kind of stretching their legs, and they have a conversation between Claire and Sophie. Yeah. Um, Because Charlie is being Charlie and being a pain. And then he wanders off and uh, Claire asks, do your do, do your, fa- do well, your parents, do there, your parents there's, like? There's some of yeah, this there's that, before that. Yeah, yeah. There, there's some of this that I want to read because mm-hmm. um, while they're sitting there talking, Sophie asks, you know, talking about Claire and Lorenzo. Says, so you must feel like you're about to find your long lost soulmate. And Claire says yes and this is where charlie is like her soulmate was my grandfather let's not invalidate my entire existence and and they kind of exchange some words and then charlie just kind of like okay whatever and like he yeah he walks off and then this is where claire and and sophie have a bit of a moment and claire explains charlie is a lot like my husband both skeptics my husband was always my husband always insisted love was nothing but hormones, but underneath he had such a warm, passionate heart. Charlie's just the same. Now tell me about this man that you're in love with. And so she tells about but, Victor, but, but but she talks about like she doesn't Vic- talk about how he makes her feel or she talks about Victor's restaurant. Is yeah, what she does. It's interesting. Like it, it it's not. I like this this yeah. dialogue because it's not in your face. Yes. It's, because it's very subtle that that's what she talks about. And she, Claire yeah. doesn't call her on it. Because what it is, is that she says, you know, Victor's a chef, an amazing chef, and he's opening his own restaurant in New York. And that's why we're here meeting suppliers. He's in Livorno at a wine auction as we speak. And there's just this kind of beat. And then Claire just goes, that sounds like fun. And Sophie just, for him, yeah. 
Yeah. And it tells you so much. Yeah. Well, and then Claire um, asks, but, what your parents, how do your parents yeah. feel about it? And she goes, well, my dad likes him, but my mom took off when I was nine. So, I, had, it, so. I, I'm not going to lie. I had 100% forgotten that there was a tragic parental backstory. Oh, yeah. There's two tragic parental backstories. I know. But yeah, so her, so the fact that she, we never even see her dad in the movie. So it's, but it's, it is good to note because it, it explains her relationship with Claire. Yes. There, there is this maternal, from that moment on, Claire kind of adopts her. Mm-hmm. Like there's this maternal feeling yeah. that Claire adopts with Sophie. Mm-hmm. And they already had this like it's a kindred spirit kind of bond. Yeah. But now she's like, okay, no, you, you deserve to have someone unconditionally in your corner kind mm-hmm. of thing. And that's where I step in. And, and just, they're just so, she's so gentle with Sophie in, yeah. a, in this, like, and Vanessa Redgrave just as an actress has that, that, gravitas she has the range darling yeah but um so then they get back in the car and they continue on and it's the wrong lorenzo when they get there which this is not the first or the last time or that's the first time not the last time there's a line i love because like they go and and like they knock on like she knocks on the door and charlie is just once again like just like full court press of like how idiotic this is he doesn't want to be here but i yeah but i i love that he what he said and this is just again like that relationship that the two of them have yes he says what if the wife answers and goes into a fit of jealous rage grand i'd be flattered and he's just like oh my god (laughs) like she's like at my age i'd be very flattered come on yeah but yeah so so finally the man answers the door and and he, you know, it, she knows immediately when she sees his eyes, it's not him. Yeah. And they do talk for a minute because he did fall in love with a girl in that, in, in that a, year. A long, blonde hair, beautiful girl. And, and he married her that same year. And, and you know, and now I spit upon her. <laughs> Why yeah, would you like, ask I this? I curse her. And, like, and it's Why just would you rail- bring these memories yeah. up? And um, they, they quickly get back in the car and head off. And he's like, oh, well, we tried. Time to go home. We're done. And Sophie, once again, who, her job is to find people. Yeah. And fact check information. So she... They they go back to a hotel and they literally like Google all of the there there are seventy four Lorenzo Bartolonis and I'm assuming that this is after they have categorized in age because they never find somebody the wrong age yeah through this search and so what she does is she does like a radius if you say he would never leave this land mm-hmm. so okay here's a radius search we can look in this and that'll that narrows mm-hmm. it down um, Charlie meanwhile has you know snarked and then gone to dive into the pool and Sophie can't help but watch him dive into the pool and grandmother does comment that he's a handsome boy isn't he and sophie's like and i'm working yeah <laughs> and but she calls this is obviously gonna take several days yeah so she calls victor and before she can really explain victor says he wants to stay in livorno till he, friday he needs to stay until friday and she's yeah. like great because this is gonna keep me busy till friday too so that's great so it all mm-hmm. works out and he's like okay yeah. okay great i'm at auction bye <laughs> like so she comes back kind of a little sad but hiding it and she's like so i'm free till friday like i'm yeah. i'm free i can help so and then it then begins like the first couple of lorenzo Wait, yeah my montages. my note over it's not so much a montage but later's I, a montage but yeah yeah i i just referred to it as the parade of flirty italian men yeah th- there's two of them at the very beginning that like i don't remember i didn't write a lot of it i didn't either but it's not but, really important but yeah both of them like after she finishes talking to them are like kissing her hand or like i wish it had been me my lady like, <laughs> if you don't find him come back yeah kind of thing and and so she and then we we see one that's like coming off a fishing boat in a speedo and i don't even think they went and talked to that one they were just like nope nope Mm-mm. um 
And Gran is already like given side eye to Charlie and Sophie. Like she's plotting already. Yes. Like you see the wheels are turning. You yeah, um, you see the puppet strings. And so like they are at dinner. Mm-hmm. And she she's like Charlie, you should tell Sophie about your your pro bono work you do as a lawyer. And and she's like, I, and Sophie's like, what you do pro bono? He's yeah, well you know defending the defenseless, preserving human rights, helping your refugees get asylum. And she's like, oh that's not what I had you pinned down as. And he's like, oh well what what type did you have me pinned down for? Well I was going for elite Oxford prig, but now that you mention it, self satisfied do gooder works just as well. <laughs> And and they kind of have a laugh, and then but Claire gets up and like I'm gonna head to bed. You you stay, drink. Yeah. <laughs> and she heads off to bed once again, trying to. Yeah. Now kiss. <laughs> Literally, that is like 95 percent um, of this movie. And so Charlie and Sophie talk for a minute, and then so Charlie's up to leave, and he like starts to storm off, and he went, "Grandma raised me better than that." Sophie, here, gonna yeah. walk you to your room, and so they begin to walk to the room, and that's when he shares with her why he's worried about his grandmother mm-hmm. and i love that whole scene like i think that's a really like good character moment mm-hmm. um yeah. he, he worries about his grandmother because she is literally all he has mm-hmm. like his parents i don't know if this i don't think this is we found out but his parents died in a car accident when he was a, a kid but yeah grand he worries because he he her heart is so set on this he doesn't want her to get hurt the yeah the phrase that he says is that she may seem carefree but her life hasn't been all that simple is it unreasonable for me to worry and and it's not like yeah. like that's the moment when he transforms kind of in my eyes from being like mm-hmm. what comes off as just a dick to to sophie like because before yeah. that like at the beginning especially he comes off as a a smug little prick mm-hmm. who wants who wants to take grandma home and get her away from these crazy common americans because he he makes fun of sophie's use of awesome Awesome. and oh my god awesome wow (laughs) yeah well and then she also uses a a latin phrase when they're talking about finding lorenzo and he's like i'm sorry the woman who says awesome just use oh my god or just use uh just use latin and she's like i went to brown double major and i minored in latin like so get off my back and you're like oh so she's not an idiot (laughs) yeah no and not that we thought that but it does give him a little bit of a kick in the butt because he really i think genuinely thought she was just some stupid like bimbo in a lot of ways so they yeah they they kind of have a day where claire decides to have a lion like she doesn't like she claire just kind of needs a break and Mm -hmm. so this is where um they wander through a town yeah they they kind of wander about together and it's like the cinematography of this town is like this movie cinematography is like could be the visit italy postcard it is gorgeous yeah it's beautiful yeah but they um but during all this like he wants to you know he he wants to read what she's writing and he shows more interest in her writing in 10 seconds than we've seen victor show the entire show um, and this is where we get his tragic parental backstory yeah, too. That he his parents and died so, as a kid, and so Gran raised him. That's why they're so close. That's why they have the relationship that they have mm-hmm. because because they do have this closer than grandmother and grandchild typically relationship. Mm-hmm. And and so it shows that whole thing, and yeah, it really tells you a lot about them about why the, the, their relationship is the way it is, which mm-hmm. I I appreciated. Gran stepped up and took care of him. Yeah, because it's yeah, his parents were killed. In a car crash. We don't really get how his grandfather died, but, you know. Probably just. <laughs> his, yeah, his grandfather died at some point, too. And so, basically, it was just the two of them against the world at at some point. Yeah. And so, that's that's kind of why 
they have their relationship that they have and um and then we get we get more like laying the groundwork for you know while they're they're talking um you know him asking because of because of his tragic backstory you know mm-hmm. he tells her like i'm not a big believer in happy endings i'm afraid so yeah it that felt heavy-handed to me yeah th- um, there's some heavy-handed bits for sure and the, you know then he asks you know isn't your fiance starting to get a tad lonely well victor's having the time of his life right now i doubt he even notices i'm gone yeah. And and then we do get like them kind of sitting in a little piazza <laughs> the ice with, cream with fight. gelato yeah. and and him like reading you know, like and yeah. he thinks he thinks her writing is great. Because she lets him read some of it. Yeah, yeah, she lets him read some of it. And and so and he's like, Why haven't you done more with this? And so she you know, she tells him, I just never feel like it's finished. I guess I'm just a perfectionist. And he tells her that's just another way of saying I'm chicken. Like you've got nothing to be afraid of. You're not a fact checker. You're a writer. And so then they they have a gelato fight. And then they go back. He said, like, "We wish we get back to Claire." Mm-hmm. So they go back to Claire. They have we have more Lorenzos. Some good, some bad. I like the one with the, when they find the rich one. I don't remember if that was before or later. But when they find the wealthy one, and he's like Charlie, and it's not him. Charlie's like, "Man, I could have been happy here." Yeah, because <laughs> it's a wealthy, like gorgeous big house. It's a and, wonder, like a massive. Yeah, estate. and he's like, "Yeah, too bad. I could have been happy here." And, like that moment, I was like, "That's that's funny." I yeah. Um. So yeah, they find more Lorenzos, and finally they find they go to one, and a bike bike rider comes up, and he's like, "Are you looking for Lorenzo Bar- uh, Bartolini?" Yeah. Well, go ahead. Sorry. Hold. On, sorry, I was I have a note in here, and I was trying to figure out where it's from, but like it. it, it like we get like Lorenzo montages. Yes, this is this is a, and, one of the big Lorenzo montages. Um, yeah. And and this at some point, uh, Sophie and Charlie end up like having a conversation, like talking about Romeo and Juliet, because you know he he says, you know, if I found the love of my life, right. I wouldn't stand there like an idiot whispering in the garden. I would just grab her from that blasted balcony and be done with it. Mm-hmm. And then at some point, the um, somebody like. <laughs> Charlie has begun to have attraction panic. I didn't mention yes. that. But basically starting with that meal, he has he has begun to ha- have attraction panic. Like yes. when he's around and, her, and like, he just panics. Yeah, and so there's there's you just keep seeing cuts of like these sly glances of him looking at her in the rearview mirror. And um and I love I love this one like, you know, um he asks, you know, do you believe in or or she asks like, Do you believe in destiny? And he's like, Well, do you? And she says, Yeah, I think so. I think it's destiny that I'm here right now. Long pause. With Claire. Yeah. Oh, yes, of course. With Claire. Yeah, that scene is really heavy. I don't like uh, it. I didn't even take notes on it because how much I didn't like it. Yeah. I liked the 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 whole bit about the balcony. I liked that. That had to be mentioned for things that happened later. Yeah, but I actually liked that part. That part I'm fine with. Um, It's the destiny here together that uh, sweep it out the door. I'm, (laughs) yeah. Like, this just needed a, a... not more deft writer, but like I said, the two people who wrote this have not written mm-hmm. a ton of stuff. Yeah. And a ton of well-known stuff for sure. So, but, but this, this is where they go to an address that they have yeah. for a Lorenzo and there's nobody's answering. And a young Italian man comes up and asks, like, oh, are you looking for this? Like Lorenzo, Lorenzo Bartolini. And, and so he takes them, them to where Lorenzo is and it's, and, a it's a, and it's a cemetery and Charlie says this is the thing I feared the most and you have because in the background you have um Claire at the grave yeah and then you have the two of them and he they get into it a little bit and he accuses her of not knowing what loss is yeah and she storms away because she's very hurt by that comment mm-hmm. and I, like I, I I thought a gib slap was coming 
But then I was like, no, Vanessa Redgrave, Vanessa Redgrave is too classy for that. But she walks over and she puts her hand on the back of his neck and she went, her mother left her. Yeah. And he's like, well, it's not the same thing. And she's like, no, her mother chose, chose to, to leave. leave her. You have always known your parents loved you. Yeah. Her mother chose to leave. And it just lets it sit there. Yeah. And I appreciate that. Like, it I doesn't, too, like, yeah. draw a conclusion. It just lets that moment sit there. And then uh, Sophie is crying in her room. Because um, mm-hmm. that was a, that's a hard thing to hear when you have had loss. And the scene, but, and uh, Claire comes in and talks to her. And I forget exactly the exact line, but it's like one of life's luxuries is having your hair brushed. And she yeah. brushes Sophie's hair. Which uh, Did you read the trivia yes, on that? Yes, I did. It made me more emotional watching the scene. Yeah. Because yeah. the, the trivia, if you look at the IMDb trivia, that like Vanessa Redgrave has stated that, that, that this scene of with Claire and Sophie in Sophie's room and and them basically just kind of having a like you know are you okay kind of conversation and then because Sophie is just you see like she's just kind of gotten out of the shower and her hair is wet and so Claire picks up a brush and says you know one of the you know greatest luxuries in life is having your hair brushed or whatever and so she begins to brush her hair and because this was not long after Natasha Richardson's yeah. death, like Vanessa Redgrave is like, this was the hardest thing for her to do yeah. because she is taking a maternal role yes. in that moment. And the way, even the way she brushes Sophie's hair is indicative of how a mother, like, because yeah. like, as a, as a kid who had long, thick hair, my mom brushed my hair for a very long time, mm-hmm. especially like when I got out of the shower yeah, and stuff like that. So yeah, like seeing that moment, like it is, she is definitely a woman who has had children brushing their hair and yeah. it's just a very like even without that emotion behind it it's a really good scene but with that emotion behind it you're like yeah <laughs> um but yeah so then the next day they or, or that evening i guess it is she comes out to to have dinner with them and and you have like this dialogue between oh gran gosh. and charlie of gran going you're gonna look her in the eyes and you're gonna apologize and he goes i know gran yes and she's like no you're going to look her in the eyes are we clear and, yeah because it's so great because he stands up and he pulls yeah. out sophie's chair for her yeah. and and he starts to deliver the apology while he is standing behind her pushing in her chair and claire just interrupts she's like in the eyes charlie and he's just like Yes, I know Grant. Grant. I'm not 12. Like I know Grant. And so then he like stops and like comes around the table and and like he and kind of, I'm, I'm sincerely sorry. Yeah. Like I sincerely apologize for what I said. It was wrong. And that's it. Like she lets it go. And then they have a toast because they're this is it. This is Charlie has decided this is the end. Mm-hmm. Like this is too much. I don't want and cuz Sophie's like this may not even be the right Lorenzo and he goes I don't care. Grant, I can't watch my grandma keep going through this. Mm-hmm. So this is the end. They have a toast. They thank Sophie for coming with them. Um, and Sophie thanks them for allowing her to be there, mm-hmm. essentially. And then we see, like, Charlie stargazing that night. Mm-hmm. I don't like this scene. I Up front, don't like this scene. I don't either. Um, when It comes out of nowhere. It's like Iron Fist heavy. Yeah, it comes out of nowhere. And I just don't like it. But so he's stargazing. She comes out and joins him. I don't even remember what I, it said. I, I have it, but they basically, because at some point, you know, Claire, like they start quoting Hamlet together. They doubt thou the stars are fire, doubt that the sun doth move, doubt truth to be a liar, but mm. never doubt that I love, which is a fucking great quote. It's so. They literally had the scene so they could have that quote. That's it. Exactly. Which I'm like, again, I'm like, okay, this is all about Juliet. Why are we, ta- why are we quoting Hamlet? But okay. Because it's Shakespeare. Because it it's Shakespeare. Matter. But then, um, I, 
I will say there, like, there's a line that comes next that I was like, okay, is this a veiled reference to Romeo and Juliet? Because I'm, I'm going to get uh-huh. to it. Because then I thought, like, okay, I, I think this is, I think this is just me reading more into it than, than what is there <laughs> on the page. Because I wanted there to be more than just this uh-huh. crappy scene. But they, um, they're talking like they agree that you know that that the Lorenzo who died like that that that, that they just decide like that wasn't the guy they agree that he is still out there, but you know Charlie asks you know am I wrong to insist that she quit and Sophie tells him you know no I mean you can't go on forever at some point you have to stop and um and Charlie says is you know then why is it that I feel like a schoolboy on Sunday it's nearly tomorrow and I don't want to go. I see the reference that you're and so, flying, yeah. And so the my brain, I think so, yes. my I think brain possible. immediately went, you know, and but Sophie says, you know, me neither. Like I always like school, or me neither, and I always like school. And my brain just immediately went to love goes toward love as schoolboys from their books, but love from love towards school with heavy looks. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, is that a subtle nod? Because the thing is, everything else in this movie has been so overt. Well, there's also it could also be an homage to the scene. Um, where it's morning and Romeo doesn't want to accept Romeo and Juliet don't accept it's morning after their wedding. Yeah, and they it don't. Is not, it, yeah, it is not it, the it's sun. Not, it's not the. It, it is. Not, yeah, it is. It's the it, lark. It's not it is, the lark. Yeah, it's some the, meteor yeah. that the sun exhales. I know it. I yeah to light thee on thy way to Mantua. Yeah. So yeah, it's it, like it could be that as well. Like I see, I can hear that a little bit in it too. But, but it, yeah, it, it's that. The, the like, whole conversation. There of, is of an school. ideal behind it, of course. Yes. Yeah, and it's just. And then my problem, my biggest problem with the scene comes in. They kiss. Yep. And now I will say immediately Sophie pulls away and sits up and's like, uh, what did we just do? Bye. And runs. Is it but it was unnet the kiss wasn't necessary. Okay, the feelings the, were already there, the palpable. Kiss, the kiss was unnecessary. And is it me or like was there no fucking spark at all? I didn't see a lot of one. Like that's the biggest problem is their banter doesn't contain that much spark. Their their banter yeah, their banter doesn't have like enough it's it doesn't it was have a going bite. For, well, it was going for like a Hepburns Tracy or a Hepburn Grant. Or, in the spirit of Shakespeare, a Benedict and Beatrice. A Benedict, it doesn't ever deliver it that. It never has that. Yeah, it wants it, but it just never quite grasps it. it yeah. But, like, you could have not had the kiss and just had, like, a tension there between them. Yeah. And in fact, I think that would have been better if they hadn't kissed. I agree. Because if they had just, like, looked at each other and almost, and then she sits up and runs. But Grand sees that happen, and so Grand begins to plot harder. <laughs> <laughs> Because that's plotting. what she does. So plotting intensifies. So the next day they're driving back. They're going to drive back. And Gran is like, no, no, no. I want to sit in the back and stretch my legs out. Sophie, get in the front. Yeah. Because she's like, and kiss. <laughs> like, literally. She's, she's like watching them. Like, like she's literally like sitting forward, like watching between the two. of like head going back and forth on a swivel. Mm-hmm. And she's like, how can I prolong this? How can I prolong this? Oh, look, there's the vineyard that our favorite wine comes from, which actually they had mentioned the night before. Yes. So, that, so there's the vineyard our favorite wine comes from. Charlie, turn in there. Let's go. Let's go turn let's, in there and have a, stop, have a stop. celebratory have, toast. Yeah. And they turn in there and all of a sudden, like she yells, Claire, Claire yells, stop the car, stop the car. Yeah. And there is, in her eyes, teenage Lorenzo. Mm-hmm. Like that is what he looked like when they were ch- when they were children, basically. Mm-hmm. And so she's she's just standing there like a gasp and and a gape. Yeah, and completely shell shocked. So sh- Sophie immediately walks forward and, and and kind of broken Italian asks him or says they're looking for Lorenzo Bartolini. Does he know that? Yeah, he goes, I'm, I'm that's Lorenzo me. Bartolini, yeah. And then and, and so and she's like, no, is there another Lorenzo- Charlie? Meanwhile, has clued in. <laughs> 
finally and he's very excitedly like like i think i think this is she goes i know i just asked him it's okay yeah. <laughs> like calm down and then his father comes over and he is also lorenzo yeah. and they're like well do you have a like a father father that it's like oh yeah he's he's, he's out, out on a ride. ride he'll be back in a minute and they go and tell grandma Claire. this and claire is like oh, we gotta she... go we gotta go now we gotta go now we gotta go now get in the car we're going and then he rides in on a steed <laughs> and it's very like he it's, it's very maiden and it's like, and it's it's like it's on, guinevere it's, it's off the cover of a romance novel yeah like... he rides in and her eyes lock on him and she does not speak again for a moment and he gets off the horse and his son and grandson walk over and talk to him and they take the horse away and their eyes just lock they... and the fact that they are married in real life, yeah, this is like the screen is on fire, kids. Like it's, they it's they such... slowly walk toward each other. Yeah, Ugh. it is such a tender like reunion, but there is so much like passion uh-huh. underneath it, and the way like and when they finally just embrace, it, it, like because first first he she says her name and he he says or she says his name and he says her name yeah so like it's it's they know okay we we this is the right one for sure yeah and yeah they just they hug each other and and yeah and it's just yeah. it's just that the, it lets it settle on just that and then finally it cuts to they're having like, like but i was like love at first sight again like yeah. they clearly have a connection that has not faded with time yeah um, but they, you know, it kind of just goes from this moment and it cuts to, mm-hmm. you know, having like a big family meal. Like, he has a big family. And he has a big family. And, um, and I love, he kind of, he gives a toast. Um, he gives a toast. He's like, I went for a ride as an old man and came back as a teenager again. I'm so very happy. You, uh, so very happy you all meet Claire and her grandson, Charlie, and their lovely friend, Sophie. You know, my dear Claire, You've told me you've lost your Jack, and you know I lost my Rosa, but Destiny wanted us to meet again. And she just says, I'm sorry I was late. And he tells her, when we are speaking about true love, it's never too late. Which, that is Franco Nero's lines. Yes. He wrote those two lines. And originally, I don't know, you said you read the trivia. They were cut from the movie, those two lines. Yeah. And Franco and Vanessa called the studio and said, no, sir. Those lines stay in the movie. Mm -hmm. And when Vanessa Redgrave calls, you say, yes, ma'am, and you do what she says. And the studio did. Yeah. So, so yeah, you have that. And then... uh. Charlie comes to Claire and apologizes for the kiss and, and mm-hmm. for everything that happened. He's like, I shouldn't have, I shouldn't have done that. You have a fiance that was out of line and she's feeling really guilty about it too. So she's ready to go back. It's time. Yeah. It's time to break up the party. And so she goes to Claire and say, she says she's going to leave. And Claire's like, well, no, no, we'll drive you back. Cause once again, plotting, but yeah. she's like, we'll drive you back. You know, Charlie, Charlie and I, and she's like, no, no, no. I, like, I couldn't take you away. I'm from not this. taking you away from this. And, so Lorenzo being very helpful goes, my son will drive you back yes. in. Cause he also, his arm is locked around Claire. She ain't going nowhere. She, she's not leaving. So, so they see her off. And as she drives away, Claire turns to Charlie and calls him an idiot. <laughs> and I look, she's like, darling, you're family. So I think you'll understand why I'm telling you you're a total idiot. And he just kind of, well, don't sugarcoat it, Grant. And she's like, I won't. How many Sophies do you think there are on this planet? Don't wait 50 years like I did. Go go and like she literally and, just kind of pushes in and rom-com chase ensues he arrives in verona to see her, to see sophie kissing her fiance victor on the balcony of their hotel yeah and so he's just like he just gets in the car and no moves. which honestly i wish that that had not happened i wish this rom-com chase had not been in it Agreed. because i think it 
either the rom-com chase happens and leads to a happy conclusion or it didn't yep. happen. Like, I don't, I don't yes. want what happened here. Cause it felt very, um, what's the word? Um, it gave us like a lot of, a lot of possibility and then did not deliver. And I, I was disappointed by that. It, it, it led up, like it was leading up to a culmination and then it just, no, it just, it, it just, it plateaued. And then we went back to New York. We were just all of a sudden back in New York. Like it wasn't, well, that's not true. He drove away. And because you think for a second, maybe Claire and or Sophie and Victor are going to be okay. Yeah. And then like, as soon as he drives away, Victor gets a call and goes back to work. Mm -hmm. So like they had two seconds of romance, but it wasn't really, you know, anything. If he'd been two seconds, if, if he'd been two seconds later, he wouldn't have seen Victor on the balcony when this movie would have ended. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. But instead, which I, I am glad we see what happens in New York a little bit. Yes. Because she goes back to New York and we see Oliver Platt reading her, her stuff. I forgot his name. Bobby. Bobby is reading her her work and he finished it and he goes you're a writer okay and he goes you got anything else for me because this is being published because mm -hmm. she just wanted notes like she wasn't even like turning it in as a mm -hmm. story she's just like do you have any notes for me or and he's like no this is i'm printing this like this is good because he goes what happened and she's he, she's like what do you mean that i it, there's an he goes no, no no what happened to the people like the story's fine what yeah. happened to the people what happened to charlie what happened and she's like i didn't stay in touch i don't know yeah and he's just like okay you got anything else for me what, what do you mean he's like it, it, that's what she finds out he's going to publish this in the new yorker mm -hmm. and come back when she has another story for him yeah because you're a writer congratulations mm -hmm. so she is giddy with this how could you not be yeah like you're a writer and your first story is being published in the new yorker that's mm -hmm. huge so she rushes to tell victor yeah who kind of just gives her a pat on the head and says good job dear i'm busy and and this is where you find out he didn't read it. Yeah. He didn't read her story. And she's like, what I, but I left it out for you. He's like, Oh, well no, I just, I would just prefer to like, to like buy it and you, and then and read be surprised. it. And like, once it's all finished and, and just bullshit. And he just keeps, and working. she left it sitting out for him and everything. And, and once again, like we're reminded, this is where we're reminded once again of Charlie's desire to read her work and mm -hmm. to support her. Yeah, because you could say Victor's being supportive. He believes that she can do it, but he's never read her stuff yeah. to be able to actually compliment her. Mm -hmm. He's like, "Oh yeah, it's great. I'm sure it's great." Yeah, because you're Sophie, so it's great. But that's not <laughs> mm -hmm. like sometimes mindless support is not helpful support. <laughs> yeah, and so he. <laughs> meanwhile, he's arguing because they painted the sign yellow and not Tuscan gold. Mm -hmm. So. Ugh. <laughs> yeah and and then she gets she so gets an it kind of flash forwards a little bit in time yeah she gets an invitation to claire and lorenzo's wedding and she kind of goes and down and this is a good use of taylor swift's love story song <laughs> uh, because that song is about a, a newer romeo and juliet kind of mm -hmm. like a retelling of romeo and juliet with a better ending but um and so they, that, that song starts playing as she's like thinking back and and you just see her kind of sitting and what i think is probably like a park somewhere. It doesn't have to be Central Park, but a park. And then she finishes like what she's doing and she gets up and walks to the restaurant with purpose. Mm -hmm. And she tells Victor, I got an invitation to, or uh, Claire and, and Lorenzo are getting married and I'm going alone. Oh. And I did, this moment is the moment where you go, Victor does have feelings. Yeah. Cause it's the first moment where she has his undivided attention and he goes, everyone out of the kitchen out now, drop what you're doing, get out. It'll be fine. Out yeah. of the kitchen. And he gets emotional at the thought of not having her mm -hmm. in his life. I appreciated that he I does have feelings for her because it could have been like a fine. That's what you want. It it's over. Yeah. And 
because I, I, I do love this kind of conversation, you know, because yeah. she tells him, she's like, I don't really know what this is anymore. I don't know what we're doing. We went on vacation and didn't spend any time together. And this is where I wanted to punch him in the, like, to, to, I yeah. wanted to kick him in the teeth is when he says, yeah, because you were busy writing. And she's like, and you were busy. You were in Laverne, yeah. California. And he goes, well, yeah, but. No, okay. It's yeah. it's the completion of the sentence because he says, because you were busy writing. I didn't mind. Yeah. And she's just, she kind of gives him a look, like, really? And then, yeah, and then that's... It's she, him trying to rewrite history to... Yes, to and it not pisses lose me her. off. Yeah, I understand and, that. But, it, but then she tells him, she's like, you were busy. You went to Livorno, and I didn't mind. She's like, And this is what I'm saying. We went on, like, a honeymoon and didn't mind being apart from one another. We're supposed to want to be with each other all the time. Which and, is true on your honeymoon. I will say, I like, like, <laughs> on your honeymoon, that's true. Yeah. Because I have issues with that line, if you're saying... When you're in love with someone, you want to be with them all the time. I love my husband deeply, and I don't want to be around him all the time. Love you, babe. Don't want to be around him all the time. <laughs> like, like he's the same way. Like, we, we've done fine in quarantine because we have our own our own stuff. Like, we yeah. do stuff in different rooms, all that kind of stuff. But, yeah, like, we don't have to be joined at the hip 24-7. Exactly. And, um, but, yeah, so the fact that she's like, we were on a honeymoon and didn't want to be together. That's a problem. Yeah. And, and I love like kind of the conclusion of it is that, you know, you know, she says, you know, you're supp- like, we're supposed to want to be together all the time. And I love, he tells her, he's like, I wish I could tell you that things are going to be different and that I'm going to be different, but this is who I am. And she used to love that about and him. She, yeah. And she says, and I love who you are, but I've changed and yeah. it's just not working. And she loves him, but not in love and, with him. Yeah. And like, I do love, like, aside from, like, he tried, that was his, like, trying to save it. Yeah. That's all that was. That was a desperate, like, try to scramble the save moment. And then she called him on it and he lets it go. Like, yeah. Like, because everybody in a fight I, or something like that make mistakes. I, I will say, like, after um, Guernsey Literary and Potato Poop High Society, like, when, when an, another Juliet, <laughs> when she gives the ring back to Mark, uh-huh. like, that is, like, one of the best, like, yes. ma- like mature breakup scenes I've, like, in any movie I've ever seen. This one's not bad. Yeah. Like, other than that one, like, desperate scramble to try to keep yeah. her, it, and then he just lets it go, and he, he they hug. Yeah, they, they kind of get teary, yeah. and, you know, then they hug. And, and you know that they're always going to have affection for each other. You know that. Because mm-hmm. they love each other, but they're not necessarily in love. Mm-hmm. And so she heads out the door and leaves him behind. And we see her landing. Or we see the plane taking off. Yeah. And she gets to the wedding to see Charlie. And Patricia, this, this is a dumb thing. This dumb. is. Dumb, uh, dumb, 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 dumb. I we heard earlier about his ex-girlfriend. Dur- it Patricia. was dur- during that day yeah. that they had where it was just kind of the two of them. And like before they had yeah. the gelato fight and everything like that. The, he's talking about, you know, like he had this kind of on again, off again, know, off again, girlfriend named Patricia. And, and it's literally one line. That's all it yeah. is. Cause it's, so, it's so me not being able to believe that he was the dumper and not the dumpy. Like, like, like he was the one who dumped and not the one who got dumped. Cause she's like, really? Come on. You're the type of guy who gets dumped, which is hilarious. That's, that's but, all it is. Yeah. And it's so dumb. So, and then in this moment we have like there, you know, it's that, that flush of excitement of seeing one another and the 
the you know just the the anticipation and like everything is kind of come to a head and he, and, he tells and her they, she's staying here because lorenzo would not hear anything different yes and she's like so is lorenzo still as amazing as he always was he goes more yeah so so you and get that charlie does love his his new step grandpa <laughs> yeah and you know they're having this moment and then um she's a, about to tell him yeah like, she's, she's literally opening her mouth to tell him yeah she's about to say it and then this pretty brunette comes running up yeah. and you know kind of like starts talking to him like oh you know we're getting ready to start whatever and and he's like oh you know it's like oh i'm sorry sophie this is patricia and like and he, oh, sophie the sophie. sophie and you know kind of has a moment and you just see like sophie is just completely like devastated like crestfallen, yeah. and then patricia like kisses him on the cheek and then like rushes ru- into the, ho- the ru- rushes into the into the chapel, chapel yeah and and, and so and Sophie kind of goes in, just kind of brushes yeah. off Charlie. And so it goes in because yeah. she thinks that he and Patricia are together. Okay. <laughs> Unnecessary. So I would have liked it better if it's just she couldn't quite get the words out. Like but that would like it just the, the extra Patricia was just a stupid plot twist that didn't need to be there. Exactly. But so they it go in, so they have the they have the, the wedding. The really beautiful, simple ceremony. Because once again, the cinematography in this movie is just beautiful. Mm-hmm. And then we go to the reception and, you know, uh, Lorenzo stands up and gives like a thank you for being here for me and my new wife speech. Yeah. And he goes, and now I, it's your turn, darling. Yeah. And she she reads the letter that yeah. Sophie sent her, which I I have it. Yeah. Um, It's well, I did have it. And then my phone closed. OK, Um, this is the letter that Sophie wrote to Claire in in response at the beginning of the movie at, at yeah. the beginning of the movie um dear claire what and if are two words as non-threatening as words can be but put them together side by side and they have the power to haunt you for the rest of your life what if what if what if i don't know how your story ended but if what you felt then was true was true love then it's never too late if it was true then why wouldn't it be true now you need only the courage to follow your heart. I don't know what a love, what a love like Juliet's feels like a love to, a love to leave loved ones for a love to cross oceans for, but I'd like to believe that if I were to feel it, that I'd have the courage to seize it. And Claire, if you didn't, I hope one day that you will all my love Juliet, which is a very, it's a pretty short letter for yeah. how long it took her to write it, but to get all those words just right. But the performance of the delivery by Vanessa Redgrave is, it's the so, best thing about ele- this movie. It elevates the actual yes. words. The words are fine. The words are good, but yeah. But it elevates the whole thing. And while this is happening, Sophie begins to cry. Because mm-hmm. they asked, they did ask her permission before they read it, and Sophie yeah. said yeah. But Sophie begins to cry as she and Charlie just look at each other. And then she gets up and rushes out. Mm-hmm. And Charlie, you know, takes off after her. And she's on the balcony. He's below her. And he's just like, a fucking course. <laughs> yeah. He literally, he literally is just like, of course. This is, of course. And she tells him she loves him, but he's with it's, Patricia. It's clearly too late. And then this is where we get, oh, no, there are two Patricia. He goes, that's, oh, that, like, it's like he forgot the other Patricia. He literally says, he, the Patricia I forgot existed. He's like, there are two Patricias. Yeah. My he's cousin. Like, there, there's my cousin who is at the wedding. And then the other one I've completely forgotten about. Because um, you. Yeah, and, and I, begins, I have I have all of oh, it because he, he says, begins to climb the, well, the yeah up to the balcony because he says you know he says more importantly there's only one Sophie and he climbs the balcony and this speech it's not bad yeah um but he tells her, he's like listen to me very very carefully I live in London a gorgeous vibrant historic city that I happen to love living in you live in New York which is highly overrated 
But since the Atlantic Ocean is a bit wide to cross every day, swimming, boating, or flying, I suggest we flip for it. If those terms are unacceptable, leaving London will be a pleasure so long as you're waiting for me on the other side. Because the truth is, Sophie, I am madly, deeply, truly, passionately in love with you. And then he falls off the balcony. Well, she goes, are you going to kiss me? And he's like, yeah. And he grabs the weakest branch and goes down. And I'm like, and the movie ends with us having to helicopter oh. him out because he never moves his legs again in the movie. <laughs> like it, it. She rushes down to him and he's there just like. Yeah, this, I hate this line. Oh, oh my God. She's like, can you move it all? Just my oh, lips. Yeah, only my lips. Uh, but I just love that anyone see this, and she sees that 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 Claire and Lorenzo. <laughs> Claire and Lorenzo, like, nope, walking, you're good. <laughs> walking toward them, and then like the rest of the reception is also slowly but starting to come Claire and away. Lorenzo are the ones who saw him fall. Yeah, <laughs> the fact that Grandma isn't rushing over, like, are you okay? It's like, like, eh, he can take it. True love, true love. He's fine. Walk it off if you can walk. It just, but yeah, they kiss, and it goes up to the sky and says the end, <sighs> and it's pretty. Yeah. I like aspects of this movie a lot. Like, if it was just the Claire and Lorenzo love story, mm-hmm. I think it'd be a better movie. <laughs> I, I agree. Like, I I think that the other one's fine. I, I think, think it would have been better as the B plot and make Claire and Lorenzo the A plot. I'm completely with you there. I you, you, There's a lot that has to happen between those two people for it to work. The Also, the fact that this wedding is taking place two months after Claire got... Sophie's letter like wow okay yeah they're like well to be fair and and I don't mean this horribly I know older people who have been like that now it just because most of these most movies like especially these type of movies they never really give you like a time yeah they I will say so the fact that they say you know oh two months ago I received this letter yeah I was like oh damn okay or and then like when when Charlie shows up she's like I sent that less than a week ago yeah because uh, how long were they supposed to be in Verona? I don't know. Like, I were they staying there the too. whole six weeks until his thing opened? Like, I just got so confused. Me too. Like, was this like a three-week vacation, a month-long vacation? It may have I, been a month-long vacation. I mean, because I, I don't know. I don't know. Like, that that was a little, there, yeah. Oh, man. To, to mention time and then to not mention time just felt weird. Yeah. yeah I, I don't know. There's just, this movie just feels so uneven. Yeah, there's some beautiful moments, and then there's some... I'm sorry, what? It's This is what it reminded me of, and I say this because I've been actually, surprisingly, shockingly, I've been writing fic lately, and the way that, the way that, like, I get an idea, I'm like, for a scene, and it's like, okay, this is like a tent pole of the thing that I'm writing, and I write that thing, and then I have to start connecting shit to it, and the shit that I connect is invariably not as good as the big <laughs> tentpole moment that yeah, I had in my head. I understand. That's what this movie feels like to me. I get it. It's like they they had like some great like oh this is going to be perfect this is going to be amazing and then all of the stuff leading up to it and all of the stuff after it is just damp squid. Well, and it felt like they didn't they couldn't pick a theme and stick to it. They couldn't pick a theme. The like Charlie like, the Charlie thing was supposed and, to be destiny, but then it wasn't. And it was just for, weird for it be like. See, because, like, Destiny would have been better if, like, she and Charlie had run into each other in New York because he had chased her to New York. That like, that would have been better. Instead of do the, like, if you went to the rom-com chase, he misses them and they get on the plane and it takes some time to get back to them. The, uh, I, again, I think, I think Sophie, like, I, think, I don't think 
the two romantic leads had any chemistry. Yeah, that happens sometimes. It's it not does, great, but, but yeah. It, I Nothing don't know. you can do about it. But, hey, at least I, the, but to me, that is yeah. the thing. I'm like, that is what a... That can redeem a bad movie. Exactly. Yeah. That That is what... That is what a good rom-com hinges on. Yeah. Is is the, the chemistry of the two leads. Because you have to buy that by the end of the movie that they are hopelessly, irredeemably in love with one another. Yeah. I don't feel that at all. Nah. With the, I mean, Lorenzo and Claire, sure. They have, yeah. they have like three minutes of screen time together. I buy that more than I do everything that we saw with, with, well, with and Claire the other or thing Sophie is, and Charlie. Sophie and Charlie only spend like three days together. Like, They've got some more like work to do before. <laughs> yeah. Um, and this this is just this is just a nitpick. Um for the fact that like it's based on you know, it's letters to Juliet. I wanted Shakespeare to have more significance. Well, I was actually thinking it would have been a more interesting movie to me had it been based more in the secretaries. Yeah. Had we stayed with the secretaries. Because yeah. that I think that's that's a spot where the movie comes alive and then Claire and Lorenzo is a spot where the movie mm-hmm. comes alive. So it would have been almost more interesting if Sophie always worked. Like, take out the... You can even keep the fiancé subplot or whatever, but take out the New York mm-hmm. plot and have her actually, like, working that, in Verona that would have been brilliant. as secretaries of Juliet. And, well, because, and, cause when, and we could when follow she, everybody there, When she too. first goes in, yeah. they think that she's a translator that they've hired. Yeah, so why not have her actually like, do that? Why yeah. not just start the movie with her as a translator? Like, I... And this again, and I, I know I went on this whole long rant when we talked about Never Been Kissed. I'm like the whole, but I want to be a writer. I that plot always annoys me. That's like, fair. It I it just I does. do appreciate that we don't read her New Yorker article. Yeah, I don't want to see it because it probably would have not made me happy. Exactly. And her letter is fine. Her letter, the letter is the is letter good. is fine. And what, like I said, performed by Vanessa Redgrave. It's it elevates it to a whole other font. Yes. I I don't know. Like this this movie it just feels so un- There are parts of it that are really good and I like I said, it's just, beautiful. I was also just bored a lot of the time. I wasn't bored so much as it was a very slow movie. Like it was a very like laid back yeah. movie and very like Which would be fine, but it, I kind there's a part of me that kind of wishes we could have condensed some of like the Lorenzo montages. I, yeah, I think we didn't need as much. We didn't need as many because yeah. it's one of the, like it's well because like they were trying to have their cake and eat it too, and they were trying to build the relationship between Charlie and Sophie and show us the funny bits with Lorenzo, and that you can't, you kind of have to no. pick, like you kind of have to pick and choose, mm-hmm. like show them within those moments better or something. Like yeah, yeah, it's 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 an interesting yeah, it's 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 a tough dilemma to do in the movie. Like I said, I think it would have been almost better. To have her like already be a secretary of Juliet, and then she like does this like yeah. as a side thing. She helps like and, and have Claire and Lorenzo not be the only couple. Like I, have her be helping other people. I yeah, I like I also think that because this you know because this idea was and I wish I had gotten it down. I'm going to kick myself for not doing it. Um, but the fact that this is based on a nonfiction book yeah. about the the Juliet Club or whatever it's called. Yeah. That, that this is like what the idea was taken from. 
there's a part like okay like i think if somebody had like written a book like written a fiction book yeah. about this non-fictional thing and then we turned that into a movie it might have had like a better footing maybe like if it had like it had like a an outline already like an established outline of some kind but like i think the movie it just it wanders and to me it just it gets kind of it would have been this is gonna sound so weird if like i said if they stuck with secretary julia and we did like a an italian still magnolias like it was just like the women in the club and then and then but then we had like the claire lorenzo story outside of that that like sophie goes and helps them Mm -hmm. too and then but like she falls in love with with someone in rome or something like it didn't have to be the grandson Mm -hmm. or she and the grandson could have met previously too Mm-hmm. And so now when they and meet then, again, it's like, Destiny, oh wow, then Destiny the brought them back together. Sense, yeah. yeah, that's that's more like, I don't mm-hmm. know. I just that'd been more interesting. I I don't like crapping on people because writing is not easy. But like, there's just some really lazy writing in this. And you're being paid a lot of money to write lazily. <laughs> I, I can write lazily because I'm not paid. I I think that's why it annoys me. Yeah, and because I have been reading so much fucking amazing fanfic lately like oh, yeah literally i am in the middle of reading one that i'm like i like i stopped caring that it was based on this like piece of media that i have been enjoying i stopped caring about that like i want a fucking novel of this like i want this fic to be a novel i want to go buy it like it is you want so- it to get the twilight treatment sure because that's i mean like it's just so good and like like and this is just two people who are writing this in their free time yeah. because they enjoy it and they have a story to tell. Yeah. And it is one of the most exceptional stories I have ever read, whether it is fanfic or not. Yeah. And so when you have like people putting out that kind of content that is so amazing. And then you watch this people getting paid like thousands and thousands of dollars and th- like millions of dollars in production to put it on a screen. And it turns out mediocre at best. What is Especially when there's so much potential behind it. Yes. Because, like, the Hallmark movies, let's be honest, we expect mediocre. <laughs> well, we do. We expect mediocre. Well, we, we do. Based on production costs, based on how quickly turnaround there is. Yes. Like, it, it, like I've compared it, I've heard it compared to this before, and I always think of it, but it's like the 1940s studio system is how, is how Hallmark works. Yeah. Like, you just turn around and chug out movies. Like, yeah, you have a contract exactly. with, this, with, with Hallmark, and you just chug out movies. But... This is a, you know, Hollywood. Now, it was a Summit movie, I think. Mm-hmm. Which is not as a not as big of a it's studio. It's not a big studio. But yeah, it's just like, I think it was okay. I don't think it was anything like fabulous. Like, and we just finished a month of Disney movies, too. Mm-hmm. Which we've talked about how fabulously plotted we find most of them. And mm-hmm. with the exception of Aladdin. And, <laughs> and like, we've, we've talked about how fabulous storytelling can be. Uh-huh. And so to see it, in, it not done as well in this is disappointing. It's, it was a, I, yeah, I, like I didn't go into it with a ton of expectation, yeah. but I it was so like I wasn't majorly disappointed, but it still felt like a bit of a letdown. Yeah, it's it has those, potential. Yeah, and we've talked about that before. Like potential is our favorite word, because like if this story had had no potential, then it would be we would, we would feel the opposite way. Yeah, if we couldn't like in ten minutes write a better story than they did. <laughs> Like, or at least a better idea. Because that's the thing. Even if your dialogue is crap, if your story is good, I'm generally if, more okay with bad if dialogue. If your story is good and you have actors that can elevate yeah. the dialogue. But, like, but like, even if, like, the same two actors but with better a better story 
I think I'd have liked it more. Like, because mm-hmm. the story is just very flat. Mm-hmm. And granted, it was 2010 and the rom-com was dying. And this is one of the reasons that the rom-com is dying. Yeah. So, I mean, it's an interesting, like, I don't know, dichotomy to look at, mm-hmm. to look at how we think it could have been and, like, the potential that it could stand mm-hmm. on. And then it doesn't. Yeah. So do Charlie and Claire stay together? I or not Claire, Charlie and Sophie. <laughs> Charlie and Claire stay together because it's her grandson and she loves him, okay. whether he is an idiot or not. Okay, hearing <laughs> you say the two of them together, because, okay, writing my notes, I I kept wanting to call Sophie. I kept wanting to call her Claire in me my too, notes. Me too, me too. And hearing you say Charlie and Claire together, I was like, it's fucking lost. Yeah. That's what I've been doing this yeah. whole time. Because Char- uh, Charlie and Claire, our favorite couple on oh, Lost. Oh, my God. Um. Anyway, th- yeah, Charlie, and, Charlie and Sophie, I don't fucking care. I really I mean, don't. Like, I don't know if they stay together unless they stay together pretty much because they both want to hang out with Grandma. Because, like, I'd, I'm, I know, mean, yeah. Claire, to be related to Vanessa Redgrave, there's a lot that I'd go man, through. Yeah. <laughs> like, Claire and Lorenzo, fuck yeah. Oh, yeah, like, they're, they're, yeah, they're, yes. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So, what do you rate it? I part of like I don't know. Just be harsh, Kiev. Just do what you feel. Follow your feelings. It's destiny. Follow your feelings. <laughs> it's destiny and chicken. Well, yeah, but I was going with this movie. But I can't hear the word destiny, destiny without thinking that. Absolutely, Merlin Bradley James. Love you, Bradley James. Um, I don't know my gut reaction, and it's just because I just spent a lot of time annoyed. My mm-hmm. gut reaction is to say a two and a half. That's fair. I'm saying a soft, soft three. A week because I don't think it's unwatchable. Mm-hmm. I don't. It's not as bad. Well, I'm trying to think. Of the last thing I did two and a half was the last thing we did two and a half. We said Aladdin. And well, yes, this is this is better than Aladdin. This is better than Aladdin. But that's I didn't expect anything from Aladdin going in. <laughs> and the first time I saw this, I went into it expecting something. But it's just overall a pleasant tale that if you want to have something on in the background, especially like you want like a nice movie on in the background just to have you playing while you're, you know, doing something else. It's, it's not terrible. It's not like I, it's not egregiously bad. Like, you know, 10 things uh, or um, how's it going? 10 days. I was like, don't you dare say 10 days. They both have 10 in them. I get confused. I was, you were about to get emotional support. Arthur up the head is what was about to happen. <laughs> but just yeah, a flying crochet. It's, doll. it's not how's the guy in 10 days bad. Yeah. It, it's not like it's not um, summer catch bad, <laughs> which that's the worst movie I think we ever watched that, for this. Yes, but I'm trying to is, amend that. That is our but, lowest rating. So far, I'm trying to amend that. <laughs> I okay, listeners, you don't know what's coming, but I do, and I'm just giving a preemptive fuck you. <laughs> but anyway, but yeah, like this is overall like a pleasant film. The chemistry between the leads is is not great, but the thing is, their chemistry with everyone else works so well. Yes. So it's a weird thing because if you'd replace someone who like, I, I honestly think if if Charlie Egan who played uh, Christopher Christopher, Egan. Was re- Christopher, Christopher Egan. Egan played Charlie, Char- Char- yeah, whatever. <laughs> if Charlie had been replaced, I think it it would be a different like if it, if there was someone that had chemistry with, let's replace it with Dominic Cooper because like she and Dominic Cooper have great great chemistry. In, I, yeah, in Mamma Mia. But like someone like that that she has really that she would have really good chemistry with. I think it would have been, it would have I, elevated certain moments. Again, of the movie. I'm, I'm I also, still think we would have hated the star scene. I think no matter what, oh, the we star would have scene, that scene would have st- that is still awful. Yeah. The I'm again, I'm trying to think of like you know British actors of a certain age who could have taken like my brain is going to like 
the like the Ben Barnes kind of. Well, Ben Barnes has chemistry with you know a, a wall. I've seen him play Dorian Gray. <laughs> he has chemistry with anything. The the problem is I'd be afraid he'd try to seduce Vanessa Redgrave because Ben Barnes. <laughs> but but you know like I would say like someone like him yeah or um you know Hiddleston's a little too he's a little too old a little yeah. too old but it could still work. Um, I don't know. Like, I know there's somebody that I think. I'm sure. Yeah. Um, Henry Cavill, just put Henry Cavill and everything (laughs) and I'm there. Or like a, um, oh gosh, like, like a Richard Madden kind of. Yeah. Kit Harrington, you know, somebody of that. Yeah. Because like back then they, you know, they would have been like. Game of Thrones in it up pretty hard, but yeah. Yeah. But they, yeah, I don't know. It, It just, I think that he was. Looking at that different stuff, he's the most inexperienced actor of the group. Yes. And I think it shows. I, I think, it, it absolutely now, does. Now, to be fair, they probably didn't have the budget for a better actor after hiring Vanessa Redgrave and Franco Nero. So, probably. Because, you know. And shooting everything on location in Italy. And shooting everything in Italy, yeah. yeah. They shut down the actual Juliet Plaza yeah, for a day. Juliet, though, and yeah. then realized that it was too small and had to build a different one. Like, that's just funny. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah. I like I said, I'm I'm being harsh on it, be- and it's yeah. It's, I I don't think it's unwarranted. I think that there's there's definitely harshness to be had. Yeah, I'm 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 being harder on it just because I've I've somehow I I don't know how this has happened, but it's like the clouds parted and miracles yeah. happened. I've read three books in the past week, yeah. So I have just read really good stories this week, yeah. and so this just yeah. didn't hold up oh yeah i'm with you yeah I and so yeah i'm i'm being a little harder on it and saying two and a half i mean it's definitely yeah. i'm saying it, a very very light three like yeah like it's it is like a blow me a like like blow blow wind blows that's what i'm trying to say <laughs> <laughs> i think it, i think it's time to like, the wind blows in a different direction on some day and i'm gonna change my opinion like it's just one of those year. like today i'm feeling a light three because it, it wasn't like at no point was I like this is nails on a chalkboard unpleasant. Does that make sense? Like, and that I felt that way before in like Aladdin, and definitely in, in House of Grand Ten Days and, yeah. and Summer Catch. I felt like this is unpleasant. Like it took me out of the movie unpleasant. Mm-hmm. I never felt that with this. If that makes any sense. Agree. And okay, this is gonna sound weird. I watched a, a K drama a few months ago that's called The Package, and it made me feel for France what I feel for Italy after watching this movie which is just like I don't travel but man it'd be nice to go there because like it's just pretty and like I think I enjoyed seeing like the Italian countryside mm-hmm. and and the packages like that it's a tour of France mm-hmm. it's gorgeous and so I just like it gave me those same feelings of like this is really pretty I like I like seeing pretty places <laughs> especially if I didn't have to get on a plane and deal with actual tourists <laughs> Because we we went to college in a tourist town. Because Branson, yeah. Tourists are the worst. I worked there. It was we worked there. It was bad. Yeah. But yeah. So, so I mean, that's okay. That's well, my. Do you have anything else to add, darling? No, nah, that's it. All right. I don't either. So that will get it for this episode of Couch Buddies. As always, we thank you so so very much for listening, and we'll catch you next time. Bye. If you enjoyed this episode of Couch Buddies, why not leave us a rating and review over on iTunes? And while you're at it, don't forget to hit the subscribe button on your podcast app so you never miss an episode. If you'd like to get in touch with us, you can find us by searching on social media. We're Couch Buddies Pod on Twitter, on Tumblr at couchbuddies.tumblr.com, and you can email us at couchbuddiespod at gmail.com.